Hi, this is Amber, and you're listening to Amber on Podcast. Hi, hi, hi. Welcome to episode number 104 of Amber on Podcasts. I'm your host, Amber Camille Ligon, and this podcast is all about doing more good for more people. Thank you so much for joining me. This week, we are talking about one of my favorite people of all time, my hero, James Altucher. You will learn why you must fail in order to succeed, why the best investment you can make is in yourself, and why a college degree is no longer needed. If you haven't yet, please take a moment to subscribe to the show. Every Thursday, I release a new episode, and I would love to have you join me. Now, for the exciting part, let's start the show. You might be wondering, who is James Altucher, and why am I constantly talking about him? If you've listened to the show before, you've heard me mention his name a few times because James has had a major impact on my life. In 2017, when I lost everything and was nearly homeless, it was listening to James' podcast and reading his books that pulled me out of the deep hole I had dug myself into and taught me how to choose myself. James is a hedge fund manager. He's an entrepreneur, a venture capitalist, an author, and a podcaster who has founded or co-founded over 20 companies, 17 of which have failed. He has published 20 books and contributes to the Financial Times and the Huffington Post and is the host of my favorite podcast, the one I credit with saving my life, The James Altucher Show. James is honest and authentic in a way that is so pure, it almost makes you uncomfortable. He's a guy who has chosen himself and made it his mission to teach others how to do the same. James shares his stories of failure and success in a way that is unmatched and inspiring. I enjoy hearing his stories because they resonate with me. They make me feel less alone and remind me that I can be great too, even with all my shortcomings and mistakes. The story I want to share with you today is the story of how James lost his first $15 million just days after 9-11. It was the morning of 9-11, and James and his business partner were in the World Trade Center having breakfast and planning out their day. James was working with his partner as a day trader at the time. The two of them finish breakfast and start to walk back to his apartment, which is just three blocks away. The two of them are walking down Church Street, which was the main street leading into the World Trade Center. And his business partner turns to him and says, hey, is the president coming into town today? And they both look up at an enormous plane flying just 600 feet over their heads. It is moving so fast and so low that everyone on the street ducks down to the ground as it flies directly 
into the building. In an instant, they have witnessed hundreds of people die. James and his friend ran to the nearest fire station and asked if they could help. What could they do? The firemen threw them two suits and said, put these on. This is within minutes of the crash. It's 8.45 a.m. They stood a little while longer and watched another huge explosion. And everyone is saying, we're being invaded. We're being invaded. Then the firemen asked them, are you firemen? They said, no, we're not, but we want to help. And they said, no, no, only the firemen. 100% of those people died because they were the first responders. Those firemen ran all the way up to help people, and none of them came out alive. James and his partner wanted to help, but there was so much chaos, there wasn't anything they could do. They went to the roof of James's building, and they saw the World Trade Center collapse, and this giant black cloud went over the building. There was debris and asbestos and everything everywhere. Even James' daughter, who was three years old at the time, could sense it. She peed right on the floor when she'd stopped doing that. She'd been potty trained for months. This is all within the first hour. They evacuated the area, and there were bullhorns blaring. You must evacuate. You must evacuate. His wife was six months pregnant, and he had a three-year-old, so he didn't want to take them out with the asbestos and debris, so they stayed inside. The next morning, he got up and went outside. He said it was the most beautiful day, not a cloud in the sky. There was ash everywhere. Cars were overturned. There were guys in hazmat suits just walking around, and army tanks were rolling down the streets, and no World Trade Center. It was completely gone. He decided it was clear enough, and he would take his family and leave. There were three checkpoints on the way out because no one was supposed to be there. The guys in the tanks and the military were yelling at them and shining flashlights in their faces, asking, why are you here? A few days later, James returned to his apartment. His mind was still scrambled after this trauma, but he wanted to be there when the stock market opened. He thought the market is going to go down a bit and he would buy as much of the stock market as possible. He didn't know anything about investing at the time. He put all of his money in the stock market at the open, and then the market went down. Huge. And it went down huge the next day. Then he borrowed triple the amount and put it all in, and it went down huge again and again. Just a few years prior to this, James had made millions selling a company, and now he was just about at zero. By Friday morning, he was so broke that he decided to just sell everything so he could have a few thousand dollars left over for his family to survive. Just four minutes later, the market went straight up. And for the next eight years, it continued to go straight up. He would have made so much money if he had just held on until the end of that day, if he had just waited four minutes longer. But he didn't. And now he was broke, completely out of cash, from millionaire to nothing air. Immediately, he had to put his apartment up for sale. 
but he couldn't sell it because it was in a quarantined area for the next seven months. This was the first time he went absolutely dead broke from these events. James says it took about seven years for him to stop having nightmares about the World Trade Center as it burned and the plane sticking out of the side. From this point on, he had to start from scratch. He lost his home. He was so upset he had to be medicated. The police were called because he was suicidal. He didn't know what he was going to do. He had two kids, a wife, and no money. He was living in an expensive apartment because as soon as he made money, he bought the most expensive apartment he could find. Which is why he says, when you make money, let it marinate a bit. Don't go out and spend it all and change your lifestyle. This is a lesson that I have had to learn over and over and over again for myself. When I got a huge raise in 2016, I changed everything. I got a new apartment, I bought a new Mercedes, new clothes, and went into credit card debt trying to impress people. Two years later, I lost it all. Once the paycheck stopped, it was clear that I was living way beyond my means. I hadn't let my money marinate. I'd spent it all before I even made it. James was an internet guy, but the internet bubble had burst. No one was returning his calls. He had no opportunities, no skills, nothing going for him. No money. He couldn't sell his place, and he was losing his mind. James says he learned a lot about himself by coming back from that. Resilience, how to turn negative events into something positive. It took a long time for him to get a glimpse of the light and how he could bounce back. This was the most fearful moment of his life. He was more ashamed than he had ever been before. He didn't even think it was possible to bounce back. James says he was absolutely miserable because if he had just waited four minutes more, he would have been rich. But he came out of those ashes a much better person in so many ways, and he learned how to come back from disaster. He says he never stopped being afraid from that moment until many, many years later. He still has PTSD about looking at his bank account balance because a few months after 9-11, he was too scared to look at his balance. And then when he finally did it, it said he had just $143. When just two years earlier, the same bank account had over $15 million. This kind of loss didn't happen one time to James. This happened three more times since 9-11, and he has bounced back each time, growing, learning, and building a better version of himself. One of the biggest hurdles James had to face was equating his net worth with his self-worth. Now, years later, his self-worth is attached to building his skill set. So this loss doesn't happen again because he'll be ready for it. Now he has the skills to get him out of any bad situation he gets himself into. James does something every day to work on his physical health, spiritual health, emotional health, and creative health. He exercises his idea muscle by writing 10 ideas a day to keep his creativity sharp so he's ready 
the next time bad things happen in life. He can be creative and solve his problems. Today, he makes 99.999% of his money off of relationships he has built over the last 30 years. He says, if you're a good person, you build trust and have integrity, you can build relationships that will give you opportunity in life, which is a great lesson to learn and remember as you move through life. Your relationships can carry you far if you have the right mindset and are good and honest. When I heard James' story, I felt like I had a place in this world. There was someone who had screwed up just like me, lost everything, had nothing to fall back on, and managed to rebuild his life and make something beautiful and impactful. James' story, his books, his podcast have changed my life, which is why I unapologetically call him my hero. He fails, he shares, he rebuilds, and he grows and repeats. James was so afraid after 9-11 that money was all he could focus on. After a few years, he couldn't do it anymore. He was unhealthy in bad relationships. He moved out of the city to upstate New York and focused on things he liked doing, writing and being creative. He invested the little money he had in companies that had CEOs he trusted and knew were good people. In his writing, he was vulnerable. And James says, vulnerability buys freedom. Because if you say, I've been through this and I've been through this and that. How can anyone affect you? You've already brought it up and been open and honest. After some time, people started to notice him and trust him because he was honest and open with his story and vulnerability. James says the best investment you can make is in yourself. Invest in your skills because that is what people will pay for. Giving yourself more skills is the key. That is how you invest in yourself and get it to compound. Always learning means you are always making yourself marketable. This changed my life when I realized that honing in on my skills and exercising my creativity would produce opportunity for me for the rest of my life. That doesn't mean you need to go to college or get a degree. Just learn skills that are marketable and build a platform for yourself so you can show off those skills. And be vulnerable because it instills courage and self-love like you have never known before. I say this because that is what happened for me. I have modeled much of what I do after learning from James. That is one of the reasons why I started this podcast and how my life has improved in so many ways. If you want to improve and learn, go check out James's work. Listen to his podcast, The James Altucher Show, or listen to his interview on the School of Greatness podcast, which was the inspiration for this episode. I promise it does not disappoint, and learning from James will help us all do more good for more people. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for spending your precious time learning and growing with me. 
Can you believe this is the first time I am covering my hero, James Altucher, on my podcast? What an exciting day to dedicate an entire episode to one of my favorite people of all time. Now, you know why failure is necessary for success and why the best investment you can make is in yourself. For all of the show notes and to sign up for exclusive updates, visit mytalkingdollars.com. If you haven't yet, don't forget to subscribe and please join me next week for another conversation about living your best life and doing more good. Thank you. Love you. Bye.